Hello everyone and welcome to the Carnage CB Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Carnage, and today I'm joined by special guest Waxen's World. How you doing, Waxen? We're doing alright here. <laughs> doing alright. So, Waxen actually just saw the movie today. Um, I went out and saw it on Thursday opening night. Um, you know me, I had to go see it immediately. Uh, can't wait for that. I'm probably going to go see it a second time soon. <laughs> um, probably going to go bring the people that haven't seen Endgame or most of the Marvel movies with me so that they can ask all the questions that they need to. Um, so I'm going to try to inform everyone on what's going on and make sure that they're all up to date. So, But that's what I wanted to tell you guys today. Um, so this is going to be my Endgame with, uh, with spoilers. So if you have not watched the movie and you don't want any spoilers, this is your time to exit. Yeah. Um, come back after you've watched it and see if you agree with what I say or um, have any yep. questions or yep. concerns. But I guess we're just going to go right into this thing. I'm yes. going to try to stay on topic from beginning to end. Um, we're going to bounce around a little bit, but I do have just kind of general thoughts so that we stay on track because our Captain Marvel impromptu review was uh, questionable on how much <laughs> we stayed on track with the actual storyline. So only thing I got from that was Bay Larson. Bay Larson, hey, <laughs> and we're gonna go off topic right from the beginning. Bay Larson is no more in this movie. She has absolutely been eradicated. The haircut, the haircut is awful. It's a travesty. It's awful. It's, it's, a, tra awful. it's a travesty. It so. But not not good news. Not yeah, good news. she got inspired by Black Widow's haircut slash hair color, and uh, she decided to go full on comics uh, mohawk look, and it is not a good look for Brie Larson. So she is now just pure Brie Larson. She's not Bay Larson anymore. Yep. Um, and we're gonna stick to that. But yeah. we're gonna start out with the Hawkeye beginning. Um, when it first started, I was kind of convinced it was maybe just like another trailer or something. Um, we were sitting there like actually just waiting like, is that the movie? And then people were like, shut up, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, is this okay? All right, we're going. So um, starting out, you know, his whole family getting snapped. Let's just bring up real quick the mayo on the hot dog. Who the fuck eats mayo on a hot dog? Have you ever had mayo on a hot dog? <laughs> That's... Un-American, in my opinion. That's extreme. Like, it had a very American background. Um, and then, I mean, archery is, you know, I don't know how American that is. But just having, I mean, that's you know, Hawkeye's thing. I know. I, no, I know. But I'm just saying, the America, I think, is guns. So, yeah, you sit here and be a wuss with a bow. But, very you know, European of them. I'm glad Hawkeye's gone for the next set of movies and forever. Um, but his daughter might be um the next hawkeye she has been named as hawkeye in the comics and also has the stinger name as well so she could take up one of those mantles going forward but he did reference that and say and call her hawkeye when she hit a bullseye um so that would be nice to see i guess but i'm not a huge hawkeye fan in general so having a female hawkeye is not really gonna be much better in my opinion but um i do see though how that could turn into um someone losing their sanity. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how, how I would take it if literally everyone that I ever cared about and you know the whole house being kept secret from pretty much the entire world minus Nick Fury and some members of, you know, Shield and the Avengers um, you know, for them to just get wiped out all of a sudden might drive me a little crazy too. I don't yeah. know if I'd start slitting throats of random Japanese people, but you know, I mean, it's it's his way of coping. It's his coping mechanism. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone has their coping mechanism. And he's obviously, 
Um, he's very, he's very well trained in the art of doing anything assassin related, yep. you know? Yep. So, um, I mean, I did kind of like it. I don't know how I feel about Jeremy Renner with a mohawk, but you know, mohawk. I thought, I thought it was a great way to open up the movie. Yeah, no, it I was. I thought it was a great way. Yeah, no, it was. I, I do like, cause some of us are just kind of sitting there like, all right, the snap happened. What's the real effect of it? Cause we saw... You know, other than us getting emotional about Peter Parker and Spider-Man, like, I don't feel so good, Tony Stark. You know, not everyone felt that before the snap actually happened. And then um, throughout this movie, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit just to mention this. Um, people didn't even really notice that they even were gone. They just felt like they were sleeping or they were dreaming or whatever. But it was just like, all right, this is just a nap. And then, um, you know, they woke up five years later. But so a pretty crazy start. Um, but... When they all meet up and they're like, all right, no, Thanos can't just sit here and live while everyone else is dead, so we got to go find this dude. Um, that was pretty intense for me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, we do got to kill him, but it seems kind of early being five minutes into the movie. Um, the direction took a very quick turn um, going over to the planet and finding him and being like, hey, dude, you're not going anywhere. He didn't even seem to care. That was the craziest thing to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because he's like, my prophecy is fulfilled. I've done everything I can and everything I want to. And, you know, using the glove took everything out of me. So I'm done. You know, like, that was pretty crazy for me to see. But then for Thor just to come in and lop his fucking head off <laughs> right there. just like Thor was just being a savage. He's like, yeah, hey, you know what, Thanos? Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. You killed my entire, everything that I loved and everything I cared about. And all in one swoop. And you don't even care, and you're just sitting here farming, like, you know, have your scarecrow up. Like, no, dude, fuck and the, you. And the funny part was that Thor actually aimed for the head this time. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I did like the little quote at the end saying, like, I aim for the head. And they're like, no, what'd you do? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was a pretty epic way to start. I was sitting there definitely covering my face real quick. I was like, holy shit, what just happened? Um, but, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, and then just... Fast forwarding to five years, like just that little black screen was saying five years later, honestly was pretty demoralizing watching it. I just yeah. initially was like, fuck. I thought it was going to be like five days or like five weeks. I didn't imagine five years later. Yeah, five years is a pretty epic jump, um, even for Marvel standards, but just most movie standards in general. Like, that's a long way to go with like half the entire universe gone. So, um, pretty crazy way to start that. Uh, I do like um, the Professor Hulk imagery. <laughs> um, I, I'm a huge fan of that. I think the CGI has just progressively gotten better. Not that I've watched the 2000 or pre 2000 Hulk, I think. It was either 2000 or whatever. Somewhere in that time area, we watched the first Hulk ever. And I actually had the Game Boy Advance game for that Hulk game. Um, just going around and smashing stuff around. And that Hulk was literally, smash. yeah, it was literally the game. Hulk smash. Wasn't a good game, but it was, I just got into Game Boy Advance and got my first game ever. So it was great. But the CGI from that movie all the way up until this movie has just like been radically different. Um, even Hulk from Infinity War looks better in this version. Um, and I like the Professor Hulk look. I was really discouraged after Infinity War with him never showing up, except for in that first, like, five minutes on Where the ship. Where he got his ass kicked. Yeah, and I, I do get it, you know, and I understand that five years can help you a lot. Um, I, I mean, I'm hoping he wasn't getting Captain America's talks over those five years, because those were awful. <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, damn, this is depressing as hell. Um, but... 
yeah, the, the Hulk, I think it was a good look. Um, I just watched Age of Ultron yesterday, actually, and I did like how Iron Man talks about, you know, his ideal situation would be, you know, getting a farm or a cabin somewhere and just kind of holing up and never doing anything and getting, you know, his wife and his kid and whatever taken care of. Uh, they do end up doing that in Endgame. It's pretty awesome. Um, I do like just having seeing this, like, super dope cabin. <laughs> it's like everything's teched up, everything's super cool, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, obviously, only Iron Man could pull off that kind of, like, amazing house. I'm, I'm totally jealous of that. Uh, but, you know, them coming back to the, back, coming back to him and trying to get um, him back on their side for the whole time machine deal after Ant-Man's little rat scenario gets him saved from the the ever never-ending quantum realm. Uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole rat thing. That kind of bothered me a little bit. Watching it, I'm like, we couldn't have anybody be his saving grace. I mean, none of his fam family that was still alive decided to go check out anything related to him and his stuff. No, maybe they all, all died. Maybe all of his family died. No, they didn't. Oh, like, I guess Ca Cassie. Cassie was five years older, and his, his mom's her mom was still there. No, really? Yeah. They don't care. But I'm just saying, like, you, you know, like, you know Cassie had to have been upset. And I don't think you would just assume that your dad was just snapped away like everyone else. You know, I don't I don't think yeah, he might. Maybe. Especially when they stored all of his stuff in a storage locker. You know, especially, like, the van and everything. You didn't check the van to just, like, see if there was anything that you could do or, like, I don't know. A little bothersome to me, but then the rat was a little, like, icing on the cake of, like, okay, this is just cheesy. But whatever. He did have to come back somehow, so I am glad he's back. I want to see future Ant-Man and Giant-Man movies. Um, but the main thing that pissed me off, the rat was one sequence, but then the <coughs> main thing that pissed me off about this movie is just out of fucking nowhere. They just mention time machine and Iron Man literally goes, Oh yeah, I know how to make that. And he like pulls up some schematics and within a day <laughs> he's got, Oh yeah, this works. All right. And then he just acts like he's the expert when Hulk tries it and he fails and he's like, Oh, you turn him into a baby, right? Like, dude. You had no fucking idea. <laughs> like, you weren't even thinking about trying this. You thought it was stupid. And then within a day, you're already like, yep, that's good. Got it. I know it. So, <laughs> wh whatever. We'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they had to figure it out somehow because they don't have the time stone anymore. Um, I think they just probably could have gone at it, through it a different way. Um, you know, with him, with Thanos destroying the Infinity Stones straight up, I think that was a interesting move on his part. I don't think even Thanos would want to just destroy him outright like that, you know, just in case of some, you know, some hero stink sticking around or whatever. I don't think he would just want to die either. That's not the Thanos I really think I, you know, have read about in the comics or anything, so a little concerning there, but whatever. Um, Time Machine's a good idea, though, but now we've brought in two Nebulas into the fold, and uh, later savagely just murdered herself. So oh, yeah. that was cool, <laughs> but and then but this is how they bring Gamora back because they were clearly wanting to make more Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're easily one of the most successful movies. Uh, the first and second one were both really yep. good when it comes to box office. Second one wasn't my favorite movie ever, but this um, quality movie. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, Pac Man was kind of over the top, but um, 
but yeah, I'm glad that Gamora came back. You know, I was kind of disappointed to see her die in Infinity War, but, you know, I was willing to have many people die in that movie. So for just really, for just her to die officially and Loki, those were two minor losses in my opinion. Um, but now she is back to being the, uh, in her back, back in her uh, fuck quill ways. <laughs> so we are. So I feel bad for Star-Lord. Yeah. I feel real bad for him. I, I do feel bad. I think uh, feel. we're going to see some Thor on Gamora action in the next movie. <laughs> oh god that would piss off quill so much <laughs> oh I, I can see him making a move some point i mean you know thor is not opposed to having aliens you know in yeah. any capacity but yeah. um yeah, i mean i mean you're good i mean gamora is a highly touted woman in the marvel <laughs> yeah, universe no, I, yeah the I mcu agree. universe she's a very good assassin very strong yeah uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see <laughs> you know that dynamic I, i'm getting a little ahead of myself but i just think that dynamic would be kind of funny um but the main thing that i liked about this whole going in the past and the nebula grab i think you know the seeing into nebula's mind because they're connected was interesting i don't know if they would still be connected even though well i get yeah they're in the same, they're on the same network yeah, so they're yeah the same time that makes sense to me yeah I, I i can see that that that's a it's fine in my opinion but i just you know, I, I wish there was a different way that they came in contact with them, um, but there really was no way to force that confrontation. So I do I think I like that um, seeing into Nebula's mind. Um, but I that that kind of brings to brings me to the point of the 2014 Thanos um, at the end of Age of Ultron, which is uh, set after the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is where we see um, you know this 2014 Thanos. Um, he kind of he he's not really engaged. He's not really engaged, but he is still monitoring because he wants the Infinity Stones. So I mean, he's monitoring Ronan. He's monitoring everyone else that's supposed to be grabbing stones for him. Uh, so for this to just to kind of turn on its head and be like, "Hey, this is going to fuck up your plan. You better figure this out real quick." Um, he went from "All right, let's get half the world destroyed" to fuck it, <laughs> let's go all in and just kill everyone because it's never going to get better unless we just start all the way over. I I was, at that point, as soon as he said, like, screw it, let's just go all in, I, I was like, all right, I'm Team Thanos, line me up, <laughs> sign me up for <laughs> oh Team Thanos. God. I was going to put the t-shirt on, give me the Infinity Gauntlet, I'm all in. I, I'm a huge fan of everyone just up and dying. Uh, that's why in Game of Thrones, if the Night King wins, I'm going to be a happy camper. Uh, I've always wanted a, a villain win. That's why Infinity War was so exciting to me was, hey, man, we got our first villain victory. Even though I knew it was short-lived, it's still, it's still a victory. It's a mini victory for cinema everywhere. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... I don't know. What do you think about Thanos and the just saying screw it like this? I mean, that's just typical Thanos form. That's true. That's just typical Thanos from. I mean, obviously, I'm not as big in the Marvel comic book universe as you are, but from my understanding of what Thanos is and was, I think just him just saying fuck it, let's just kill everyone and just start anew. Yeah. See, it's pretty typical Thanos. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I just think even though he's called the Mad Titan, I didn't think he was going to like lose his morality which was like you know his morality was basically like let's start and give everyone new life which you know and better life um but he did never he never checked out on gamora's planet and according to the mcu and the you know and the guardians of the galaxy when they get taken into prison we do see in the bottom left corner where they're showing gamora's 
title and her height and everything, that she is the last standing uh, alien species of her kind. No, really? So, he, he wiped out half of their planet, but in doing so, wiped out the entire planet. So I don't think he was really worried necessarily about making life better for people. Um, but um, in the comics, though, he all he's trying to do is court death. So, you know, when all you're trying to do is court death, I don't think you're really worried about if you kill half or you kill all. So I think he's like, screw it, let's get everything. You know, I don't, I want, I don't want this ever coming back to me. Time machines are obviously real now, so let's just say, fuck it, we're going to do everything. So that was kind of cool to see. I... You know, not that I wished Endgame ended with everyone dying, but because <laughs> I mean, ruining the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Eh, nah, not good. Not good for Marvel. Yeah, not good for the brand. I think we're killing DC at this point, so let's stay on top of it. But um, yeah, so that that was kind of cool. I liked seeing that. Um, and then when Professor Hulk goes back and talks with the Ancient One, I really liked that conversation just because she's like. No, 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 no. Like, I already know everything about Doctor Strange and what he's planning on doing, what I have, what my plans are for him. Uh, so, you know, unless he's given you the okay to take this away, uh, I'm keeping this. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, well, but why would he just give it away then if that was, you know, the case? And so I, I like that scene a lot just because she's like, oh my gosh, there's a plan. He has a plan. So I have to give this up or else his plan won't live. Um, that was really cool to me. I liked that a lot. Um, and then the next scene, so after he gets the time stone, actually, I don't know if it's technically next, but I'm just kind of talking about all the stones that I can think of. Um, the space stone with Loki and the first Avengers movie, oh, yeah. uh, pretty, pretty crazy that Loki just hops through the portal in there. What do you, what do you think about that? It caught me off guard. Caught me off guard, and it wasn't until we were just talking before this that that would mean that Loki's alive in a different timeline. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know he's done in the Marvel, in the MCU universe yeah. for the movies, but I mean, he's going to be showing up in other Marvel content. I've heard you told yeah. me he's got a TV show coming up. Yeah, he's got a TV show coming up. Um, we've got, I mean, there's a lot of Marvel, uh, Marvel TV shows out there. Some are done. Some are about to get started with the new phase starting up. Um, so I, you know, I am excited to see some of that stuff. I, I'll definitely tune in and watch anything you know Loki or well, you know whoever else related. Um, I think that'll be good, good TV show. But um, I, I just I want to know how his new timeline works out. You know what what all is going to happen from that point where he hops through the portal because then he never goes to Asgard prison. You know, none of the events unfold that lead into, you know, Thor Ragnarok or Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, all that stuff can't, has to get mixed up because there's no way that him hopping through a portal doesn't affect things, you know, dramatically. Um, America probably goes pretty crazy after that event that the guy, the main culprit of everything that happened just vanishes. You know, that's got to mess with some people. Um, and that might throw, you know, Hydra more into the fold because... You know they're more or they're less visible now because they're not uh, even close to being a threat. You know, so I very interesting. I, I I did like it. I you know with him staring at the tesseract, I'm like with all this stuff, something bad's got to happen. But so then we go back even farther uh, to Howard Stark, and we get to see you know father son interact. Even though obviously the father has no idea what's going on. Um, with this guy named Howard, but <laughs> Howard meeting Howard. But, um, I did like that. I think it was kind of cool to show, um, 
you know, him and he's like, hey, I'm freaking out, but this kid means everything to me. And it just kind of reaffirmed what we saw in, I think it's Iron Man uh, 2, Iron two. Man 2, yeah, makes sense, with yeah. the new element. Um, when he saw that video, it was, you know, it was a huge shock to him because he's like, dude, my dad was an asshole to me. He didn't, you know, he never gave a shit about me. But, you know, your dad, ha your dad and your parents always have flaws, but, you know, it's like, it still affirms, it's like, hey, he still cared about you a lot. So that was really nice to see. Um, Jarvis getting a callback. He is actually the only um, Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show to get pulled back into um, the movie because this is not Paul Bettany. Um, this is the Jar the actual human being Jarvis that comes out of the car to get Howard Stark uh, taken away or whatever in this movie. Um, so an actual actor from a TV show has finally debuted in a Marvel movie. Um, I... Highly doubt there will be many more of those happening. If anything, it might just be another Jarvis callback. Um, but Peggy Carter doesn't really count because she started in the MCU and then went to a TV show. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool to see that. But then the Peggy Carter look at um, a little bit of foreshadowing for the end of the movie with him just staring through the window, longing for her, and with the compass thing that he always has. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pretty, pretty interesting to see. Uh, you know, he's just kind of like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? He's like, I know, he's like, he knows he has to get through this final fight, but with the whole idea of a time machine and him being back in time, there's clearly no nothing holding him back. You know, once he gets those stones put back to where they're supposed mm -hmm. to be, you know, there there's no strings. He has nothing else he has to do. You know, it's not going to affect any yeah. timeline. So It was literally after that scene, I knew that both Tony Stark and Captain America were, they're going to, they weren't going to be in any other movies. They were both going to die or something was going to happen to both of them. So, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is before the movie, before Endgame came out, you know, we had a lot of actors saying, hey, this is going to be my last movie. You know, so it's, it was great working with all these people and everything. And, you know, no one really wanted to believe that it was true. You know, they're like, no, you're just messing with us and all this stuff. So, I mean, if you watched it, you know, obviously everyone that signed off, you know, before the movie was done, they signed off for good. They're gone. Um, Iron Man is clearly dead <laughs> and Captain America is basically dead. So, you know, everything's and, been passed and on. Black Widow's dead. Black Widow's dead. I do. That movie is either going to be a prequel or an alternate timeline type of thing. Um, you know, well, I mean, I guess we'll see, but I don't think, I think that's supposed to be a solo movie with just her spy days or something related to that. Because they've touched on it. Ultron did the best job of showing Black Widow's background. Um, but she really hasn't... She's not really that important. So I'm not... <laughs> I'm just not too worried about whatever she does in the future. So I'm not really going to cover that a whole lot. Um, anybody that doesn't really have superpowers is not going to be on my, you know, <laughs> on my good list. So it's not a sexist thing. I am not a huge fan of Hawkeye. And he really doesn't have any powers either. He's just really good with a bow and arrow. Um, so, you know, whatever. I... I don't really care about those kind of movies, but you know me. I'll go see Black Widow in theaters. It'll be interesting. It'll be uh, more uh, feminist styled than Captain Marvel was, but um, yeah, we'll see. That'll be interesting. But um, while we're talking about Black Widow, she got her ass sacrificed. <laughs> Get gone forever. Gone forever. Gone forever. Gone for Aaron. See, you. see you. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> nah, not quite Aaron Hernandez, but. Um, it was more of a competition to Aaron Hernandez themselves. So, yeah. um, but, uh, I don't know how I feel about Hawkeye not taking the L. 
I wish it was Hawkeye. But to be fair, Black Widow had no family ties. She had nothing else really holding her down. So Hawkeye has to get back to his wife and his kids. You know, like it would be so stupid to kind of start the movie out with Hawkeye training his daughter and, you know, being super cushy with the wife and the kid and whatever else. Uh, and then just like, now nah, you're dead. <laughs> so I, I do kind of agree with it, but it's also like, he did way more fucked up shit for the last five years than Black Widow did. She was just a good Samaritan, you know, doing Avenger type work while everyone was dead. So, you know, it's, it, it's a little tough, but you know, I guess if, if we had to choose out of the two, we'd probably have to choose Black Widow just because of lack of family or anyone mm. that really gives a shit about her. So, um, then we come back. Everyone's got all the stones. I probably skipped over a few, but those are the most prevalent points to me. Um, but Hulk snapping and get his, getting his arm fucking broken off, basically, was pretty intense. Um, I did like the uh, comic callback when uh, Thanos, right after the snap, after he comes in and blows everything up, I like the callback where Hulk is literally holding up the entire building. There's a, a very prevalent comics. I don't know which one it is exactly, but uh, a very similar scene where the Avengers base has been just annihilated and Hulk is carrying the entire base above everyone's head. And he's like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I like that a lot. Um, but then him kind of being incapacitated for the final fight was a little depressing. Uh, and him wearing a brace in the final, like, in the funeral scene. It's oh, like, yeah. come on, man. Come on. Don't be a wuss. But, because there's been a lot of stuff that's happened to Hulk, and I think a snap with a glove shouldn't really do that to you. Because I don't think it even hurt Thanos until he tried to destroy the stones, was the real thing. So him snapping everyone back into existence, I don't... Whatever. But, um, Thanos returns... I fucking love the Thanos weapon. <laughs> I don't oh, even know yeah. what the name is, but... It's like a double-edged sword or something like double -edged, that. Double-edged, Darth Maul-type sword. It's like Darth Maul and Cloud from Final Fantasy had a baby with their <laughs> weapons. And they're just like this most jacked-up, double-edged, one or, you know, two-handed middle-of-the-sword sword thing. And he's just whipping around like Captain America's shield and like throwing it out and returning back to him. I'm like, dude, where the fuck did this thing come from? You should have had this in Infinity War. Like, he would have been way more dominant if he was worrying about this thing and the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, oh, man. He would have been a force to be reckoned with. But uh, I'm a huge fan of the weapon. That just it made me pull on the Thanos train even more. I'm just tooting my horn like, hey, let's go. Take the train all the way to the victory. Um, but the thing that made me change my mind and root for the heroes, gotta be Captain America wielding Mjolnir, that was the best thing oh, ever. Oh, yeah. That I was literally awesome. was curled up in a ball. Eyes were the only thing that was not covered with my hands because I was just sitting there like, holy shit. I was so freaked out. It was so awesome. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I was sitting right next to this little like kid. He was probably like 10 years old at the oldest. And I probably said, fuck yeah, so loud <laughs> when, when that happened. And I, I swear the dad probably just was staring into the back of my head, but I'm like, yeah, fuck Who him. cares? Who cares? Fuck him. Little Who kids cares? shouldn't have been going to the openings, uh, opening thing. Yep. Like, just come as adults. You know, those kids don't know anything about these movies. So, anyways, awesome, awesome part. And then the uh, exchange later with uh, Thor to get Mjolnir back in his hand so that Thor could have Stormbreaker and have the axe was pretty funny and also just like a really good 
I don't know, tie-in, because, like, you don't have to be worthy to hold Stormbreaker, but you do have to be worthy to hold Mjolnir. So, you know, him just being strong enough to hold Stormbreaker, even though it's a way larger and heavier uh, item, is pretty awesome. Uh, and then, after the big fight with Thor and Captain America and uh, Iron Man all going at it with Thanos, which is, like, the original Avengers crew, minus the weaklings, <laughs> um, and Hulk being incapacitated, yeah. um, well, that was pretty awesome to see that, but then Doctor Strange coming in with the sling rings. Dude, that was awesome. Everywhere. I it love was, that. I love that scene. Once when I saw Black Panther come through, I was like, oh, shit, it's about to get weird. It's so And then I saw the Guardians down. come through. I was like, started getting goosebumps. Oh, baby. Uh, when I, Yeah, just every single group coming in, all the... Like, the armies were honestly the coolest thing to me, uh, like, in my opinion. Like, I like seeing the heroes come back. I mean, Spider-Man, obviously, I'm going to jizz all over everything when he comes back in but Ooh, just um i love spider-man but the armies were the coolest thing like seeing the whole wakandan army and uh all the asians <laughs> all coming the in. asgard too yeah yeah so like everyone coming in yeah valkyrie riding the pegasus over to lead her asgardian army in super awesome and just seeing like how dr strange's powers have evolved so well to get everyone in there i think infinity war it just seemed like all of a sudden he was just a beast out of nowhere but now they're just like all right well now that we already are assuming he's a beast i mean let's just capitalize on it and show how good he can get these fucking sling rings going so he had entire armies and like every single planet and universe that had people on him he was pulling from it's like thor's bifrost just seems like a little bitch tool compared to <laughs> you know his sling rings so um and then I think this movie, even though uh, it's not Jackson's Marvel, I think the uh, women's uh, <laughs> showing in this was amazing. Um, they just—I mean, it was strong. It was—it was strong. I just think, like, it almost seemed like Marvel made it too obvious. Yeah. Well, and that's that was my my biggest complaint about like the most recent Star Wars movie. They had that one scene where it was like, you know, I, I I'm not saying that I need a white person in every single scene, okay, but. It was literally like you're forcing in all these different diverse characters and stuff. Uh, I didn't feel that way with this Marvel movie. And so people that are making these complaints about the LGBTQ community not getting enough rep. No when were one, you supposed to put in a flamboyant? No one was thinking about the LGBTQ community <laughs> when, were you when supposed they were to put in the movie. When were you supposed to put in that kind of, you know, like that? I don't, when are you supposed to introduce someone like that? I mean, that? Captain Marvel is going to be that, but... Yeah, probably. But, but I mean... I'm, you're not going to sit there and be like, hey, this I'm Captain Marvel and this is my girlfriend. Or, you know, whatever. Like, you don't... That is so out of range of what even needed to happen in this movie. So, I think with the women, though, they got a really good uh, presence. Uh, I liked seeing Pepper Potts finally get into a suit. Minus yep. just being saved by Iron Man and Iron Man 3. Um, and then also coming in later at the final fight scene with the repulsory gloves and everything. Yeah. You know, I, I liked seeing that. I liked seeing um, um, all the women from Black Panther and all their powers. Like, uh, I was actually really excited when Shuri came on because we didn't know whether she was dead pre-snap or not um, because of um, the oh, end yeah, of Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, when she was trying to put Vision together, you know, R.I.P. Vision. Uh, Vision just gone forever. <laughs> he, he gone. But, I, I, you know, it was kind of upsetting to not you know to introduce her and she's like this really cool you know really smart technological like 
Tony Stark type of individual. Yeah, I think Zuri's honestly might be my favorite character of Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a Black Panther person, well, but yeah. I think if um, there's um, any side character, yeah. I'm a sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, I thought that was a given. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, um, yes, but seeing all them show up was awesome. Um, and then the main one that I didn't talk about yet is Scarlet Witch. Um, her bodying Thanos like a fucking boss by herself and just be like, you took everything from me i was like oh my god That's we're going insane That's something. um yeah she just fucking wrecked him and was just put you know she has all the powers and stuff she's basically just a knockoff jean gray from x-men but it was just <laughs> it was really cool seeing all of her like grab everything with her mind hands <laughs> if that makes sense mind hands yeah it makes um, sense. and you know mind waves and just just throwing him around like a rag doll like that was cool to see you know i started being like all right no you know i was on thanos train but now you're getting bodied up by you know just everybody so sorry dude he's but soft. yeah he's soft so soft but um and then after all of that well okay and then the game of keep away i thought was a little cheesy um it was like playing a little bit game of like football but um whatever you know spider-man had to get a little bit of action in there and i did like the instant kill mode that he got put in there to kill because they had they had like leaked it kind of in homecoming and then just never brought it up again and so for him to have this in this movie was like all right yeah here we go instant kill let's go and the you know the iron spider arms and everything you know is badass so i don't know if i don't think we're gonna see that in the next spider-man movie but i'll talk about that in another podcast uh but yeah seeing the a keep away game eh, whatever i'm okay you know but i did see a, a video on youtube the other day and it was like how in the world did none of them touch one infinity stone because if you touch one with your bare hands you're asking to die so you know and i know those all those superheroes don't have enough power to just like sit there and touch one or hold one so he's, he's like it was basically just like it didn't graze any of you guys <laughs> it didn't even touch anybody's hand or anything on the way over to the or to the van or whatever but so yeah that was whatever but um but then the final scene where he made uh his glove into an iron or in an infinity gauntlet and just like stole all the stones from the infinity gauntlet straight up because it like it was his oh, tech yeah. it was his tech when it was in the first glove and then he just used his own tech again and just the little like glance at dr strange and he goes this is your one opportunity, <laughs> one shot to seize everything you ever wanted. Okay. Um, but you know, like mom's spaghetti and then she just arms are heavy. right. <laughs> yeah. Mom's spaghetti like 10 times, but, um, you know, we ended right where we started, which was the best thing I was sitting there and I almost wanted to cry right there because, you know, very first movie, you know, it was him saying it as a jackass. Like, Hey, I am Iron Man. This oh, is, yeah. I am fucking iron man and you are not going anywhere and just the snap right afterwards holy shit i was like they did not just do that he just like envisioned all of our thanos and everything he's ever you know created or done all gone in an instant like that you know that was i don't know that was beyond awesome and i just knew right there that was his final you know words which you know signed off in like the most perfect way possible um what did you think about that snap i I thought it was great, but the after that, 
his death scene was what really got me. Honestly, oh, yeah. once when once when uh Peter Parker came up to him and he's like, Mr. Stark, yeah. Mr. Stark, Tom we Holland, did it. Tom Holland is really good at we the, did it, Mr. Stark, the sympathetic. We did it. Yeah, he and then get, he knew that Tony was going to die. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and he's got his spider sense to know that. That's why he started crying before yeah. Tony even started dying or whatever, like officially. But and Pepper knew it too. You know, she wasn't oblivious to it. She knew that, like, as soon as she saw everything disappearing, she's like, oh, he did this? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, she took it like a champ. I don't know if I would be that strong. I'd probably be crying my eyes out. I'd be more um, like Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, I'd be just dying. But, um, yeah, it was pretty emotional. I, But then that pretty much wraps up most of the movie. They do kind of wrap some other things up at the end. Um, so, I mean, we go and see the Iron Man funeral. Um, everyone's crying about it. I... Almost, I, I the only time I really wanted to cry in that funeral scene was when they sent the proof that Tony Stark has a heart oh, off yeah. on the water. That, that was good. pretty damn depressing. And then the uh, uh, Happy Hogan talking to his daughter, and she says uh, that she wants cheeseburgers. I almost fucking cried. <laughs> I was sitting there like, because in the original Iron Man movie, when he comes off the plane after being stranded in the desert, and he only escapes with the Iron Man suit, uh, the first thing he says he wants is cheeseburgers. And so after the funeral, you know, two traumatic events, you know, him being stuck in the desert with all the Arabs that want to kill him. And then this after right after he dies, all she wants is cheeseburgers. I was like, oh, what a good callback to just, you know, make everyone want to cry. Um, but, yeah, that funeral was really good. I liked seeing Harley. Uh, it's actually just an older version of Harley from Iron Man 3. That's that they put in there. When I first saw it, I thought it was uh, the actor that plays uh, Quicksilver from X-Men, not from Ultron. And so I was like, why is Quicksilver there? <laughs> it makes no sense. But then I saw later that it was a Harley reference, and I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool. So Harley might have some kind of a presence in the future movies, uh, so look out for that. We could see a potential new Iron Man through, um, you know, T Tony Stark's temporary protege, um, which would be pretty cool. Um, and then I guess that pretty much wraps up the funeral, but then we go to Captain America returning the Infinity Stones and yikes, man. Not shocked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't shocked. Not shocked. As soon as they showed him going, him being the one going back in time, I was like, oh yeah, he's gone. He's gone. For, he's gone. For, yeah. He's gone. But, um, and as soon you know, like my, my little brothers were sitting next to me and they were like, Wait, why didn't he come back? Why didn't he come back? <laughs> and I'm like, do you not understand? Like, what What would you think? Like, all you'd have to do is just use one more thing of pin particles and just go back a little farther to when you crashed in the ice. And it was like you never left, you yeah. know? So, I mean, and then um, I did, I think I saw when Peggy died with Captain America, they never really showed uh, who she who her family was and she kind of never alluded to it but i saw a really good theory on reddit that i looked through um basically saying that um since it's in the same timeline she lived her whole life with captain america um throughout that entire time so the steve rogers steve rogers and her made a family and i just don't think she ever mentioned to it because if she did that would throw off the timeline um to him in the hospital so i think Captain America or Steve Rogers was just like, all right, he's going to come to the hospital at about this time. So let's avoid the hospital for that. And then I'll come back in and say, Hey, I love you and whatever. Cause he obviously lives all the way to 2023 when they, uh, you know, send him off with the stones. Dude, that was, that's an old dude. World yeah. war two. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's, he's way a, over a hundred. Oh yeah. 
So, I mean, well, he's not way over 100. He's probably right about 100. But he's got he's the super born, soldier serum. Yeah, you know? true. So, I mean, he's a jacked up dude. But, I mean, I mean, you get in the army, if he's only 18, you know, he may be older than that. But if yeah, he's eight, I guess 18 he would be about 100. To, yeah, so. He's just an old dude. Yeah, so, but that was pretty cool to see that. Um, and then Falcon becoming Cap just kind of pissed me off. Because, not that I don't think he deserves it, but I think... You've been building up Bucky for such a long time that, you know, for him to just not get the mantle kind of was like, dude, what? You know, I, I don't know. I I don't mind it. I know there's a whole comic series on Falcon being Captain America, and he's successful, and he has, like, the wings and the shield. So, I mean, maybe that'll work into future movies of being kind of cool. But um, I just like how Captain America had his own little, like, leather case <laughs> for, oh, yeah. the, for the shield. Like, just been carrying it around for the last... 80 years, like, waiting for the right day until, oh, yeah, now we got a, a baby, the Falcon. Okay, let's check in on him. Okay, he's doing good. And then, you know, we get all the way until past Infinity War and past Endgame stuff, and he's like, all right, now I'm just going to go sit on this bench. <laughs> and, I sit on this bench, and yeah. I'm going to get the get the shield to um, yeah. Falcon. And no one's going to notice me sitting over here on this bench until... Bucky points me out. Bucky just like, oh, hey, there's an old guy over there just sitting there. <laughs> and he probably told Bucky before. It's like, hey. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do this. But now we also send in uh, Fat Thor to be a part of the Guardians of the Ga Galaxy. Uh, very interesting dynamic. I think that's going to be a great dynamic. I think Quill is going to show so much animosity towards Thor mm -hmm. and not want to be there. Act super alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to put one against the other, I mean, Thor's going to win every fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is a, he's an you know, an S tier type hero. So, you know, you're not even going to have a, any competition there, but um, I think the next movie will be very funny and interesting to have them vying for power and vying for Gamora. Ooh. Cue uh, Gamora porn scenes. But, um, <laughs> but Thor leaving Valkyrie as the queen of Asgard was pretty awesome. Um, I like her being on the throne. She's made a huge jump uh, personality wise since being the drunk person that we met at the beginning of Ragnarok. Um, so I really like that. The last thing before I just kind of wrap this up is um, we did go back and see the Ancient One and we saw what Japan looks like um, after what happened in Doctor Strange. Um, so, you know, that whole town wasn't really affected by that fight uh, where he was like, hey, I want a bargain. I want a bargain. But we did see Baron Mordo um, make a very clear... Um, suggestion saying, hey, I'm a bad guy and I'm going to kill whoever I want and take everyone's powers and, you know, suck up life forces and all that stuff. Um, he has been an afterthought since that movie, but he's still out there collecting power, doing whatever, and presumably if he lived through that snap, he's been doing that for probably, what, seven years now? Um, so, in the timeline at least. So, seven years worth of soul stealing and power stealing um, Baron Mordo could be someone very powerful and a very interesting villain for Stephen Strange to go fight in the uh, next Doctor Strange movie that has been set up for, I think, 2021, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, that'll be a very interesting bad guy that they've been kind of just letting sit on the sidelines. Um, the Ancient One had to have known something about that because she apparently knew about the, the uh, Time Stone and all that stuff that was going down. So... You know, there are some plot holes, I think, that are in there, but with Baron Mordo being that guy, the big bad, in the next movie, probably, that's going to be very interesting. But 
The last thing I kind of want to touch on, which was really touching in my opinion, was the signatures on the pictures of everyone uh, from the original Avengers movie. Uh, you know, even Tom Hiddleston got a little, you know, <laughs> little thing right there. Um, but yeah, it was really kind of cool to see all those, like an official signature, but, a, you know, an actual physical sign-off to, um, you know, to kind of end their career as a Marvel movie you know, Mainstays. people. Yeah. yeah. I think the only one that signed off that isn't fully signed off is the Hulk. I think with them producing the Professor Hulk, I think he's got quite a few movies left to go. Um, obviously, those contract negotiations are a little bit of a pain in the ass, but, um, you know, I'm excited to see that. And if he can actually make the Professor Hulk thing into something, you know, legit, uh, we can maybe see a good Red Hulk fight or, you know, something else that'll be kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm. I miss the Abomination movie. I think they could have done a little better in that first Hulk movie with the Abomination. Uh, <laughs> but I think if they go forward and they reintroduce Thunderbolt Ross and get him into the Super Soldier Serum, Hulk Serum type thing and get the Red Hulk piece going, that could be really interesting. Especially with Black Widow out of the picture. We need to go back to uh, the Ro Betsy Ross and you know that whole Hulk dynamic. But... Be interesting to see, but I'm really excited for the next phase. Uh, I'm going to have my Spider-Man podcast coming out soon um, to be a precursor to that movie coming out. <laughs> and then any other Marvel projects, you can guys can come here first for Carnage CB Gaming. Uh, feel free to reach out to Waxen's World on Twitter. It's Thanks at, for hopping in. At Waxen's World. At Waxen's pleasure, World pleasure on Twitter. Uh, soon to be on YouTube. Soon to um, be on YouTube. So go check out Waxen's World. He's got some great content. Um, and go check out Jack Shit Media on Twitter. That's where I'm affiliated with, where Waxing World is affiliated with, and Boyle Meets World, who is not here, um, who is out there posting Endgame spoilers without watching the movie. Um, <laughs> he's a real asshole, but it makes him pretty damn funny. Well, actually, he's not funny. But he's not funny. He's not funny. <laughs> he's not funny. But he's yeah. actually kind of funny. Uh, so go but check him not. out, and go check out Jack Shit Media on Twitter. It's Jack SHT Media on Twitter. Um, and soon to be on YouTube as well. We're going to have a really great video up on YouTube within a couple days. Uh, so go check us out. And then as always, go check me out on Twitch, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, and then any of your favorite podcast apps. I'm on everything now. I'm hella sponsored. I'm hella real. So go check me out. But Proud of you. Yeah, appreciate you guys hopping in this long episode. Good old 46 minutes total. I uh, appreciate you guys listening if you made it this far. And as always, God take, bless. Take care.